Serial Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to the Serial Entrepreneur podcast brought to you by Startups Magazine. As always, I'm your host, Anna Flockett, and today I have an exciting guest with an exciting announcement. Today, I am joined by Alex Leader, Business Engagement Manager of the newly rebranded Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre, which we previously knew as City Business Library, which we'll be hearing about very shortly. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. It's lovely to have you on. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, really good. It's such an exciting time for us at the moment, so I'm really excited to share all the changes with you today, this morning. Amazing, and we're so excited to hear about them all. But before we delve into these questions, I have a very important question for you as we are the Serial Entrepreneur podcast. What is your favourite breakfast cereal and why? Well, it's a bit boring when it's porridge because (laughs) that's boring, isn't it? But I'm trying to lose weight. I've put weight on in lockdown, as I'm sure many of us have. And uh, it fills me up. So that's my favourite cereal at the moment. I always think porridge, if you say porridge, it's boring. But when you have like bananas, peanut butter, blueberries, honey, like it can be so exciting. I have to be honest though, I am a bit of a cheat because it is golden syrup porridge. So yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing your porridge insight with us. Now I'm really excited to obviously talk to you about City Business Library and the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre. This is such, like you say, and it's such an exciting time for you guys. But I thought we'd start with maybe just a little bit of background on yourself and the business in general. How did you guys kind of start when we founded? Yeah, give give me a little background. Okay, so I've been the manager of the centre for six years. So I've been sort of looking at making some changes across that six year period. But the City Business Library actually became its own entity, if you like, its own centre in 1973. So quite quite a few years ago. And I found out this morning from a, another team member, I didn't know this fact myself, but it had, it started actually in 1870 in the Guildhall History Library. It had a business desk inside the, the History Library and then in 1973 became its own entity in itself like a dedicated business library. And to be honest, there isn't very many dedicated business libraries in the UK. So there is really only two of us. One's at the uh, British Library and obviously ourselves. And there's such a demand for data and information. So I think that's why it became its own entity in 1973. So, I mean, to be honest, it's changed hugely over the years in terms of the data that we supply, the customers that we support... And as with all businesses, nothing stays the same. We have to change and adapt. And I think that's what we're doing at the moment. Initially, it was about supporting city workers. It was about financial services. It was about helping, you know, um, all sorts of people in the city to come and find information. And then I would estimate about 10, 12 years ago, the clientele started to change. And that's when it started to be about supporting startups and supporting small businesses. And so even before I joined six years ago, the team have been working really hard to kind of adjust our data and make sure that we are, you know, hitting all the the right notes for the startup SME community versus kind of the city worker. So yeah, and, and I joined six years ago and then obviously started to add a few more changes to it. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of background into where we've come from yeah no definitely and like you say it's interesting how there, there was a shift clearly wasn't there in the past like 10 maybe a little bit more years ago with the like startup and the small business kind of revolution so yeah obviously yeah. you guys adapting as 
you know, really aids the city. Kind of leading on from that, what does the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre do for the City of London Corporation? Because I know you're kind of part of that big umbrella, aren't you? Absolutely, yes. So the City of London has got lots of different services aimed at SMEs, and obviously my centre is one of them. But what's really exciting at the moment is that we are working on a strategy, an SME strategy, which kind of pulls together all the work that we're doing already, and then looking at sort of the recovery, I guess, and how we move out of this pandemic and how we can support SMEs, not just in the city, but kind of London and the rest of the UK to recover. So um, my centre will become kind of the core of that SME strategy and the delivery of that, which is really, really exciting for us. So yeah, that's how it kind of sits within the corporation. We're very, very lucky because we're fully funded by the City of London. And, you know, I can offer my services or most of my services for free because we're funded by the City of London. Yeah, of course. I mean, what a journey it has been from then until now and even yourself on this this six-year journey. But obviously the exciting news that we're kind of announcing right now is the rebrand and the relaunch. So tell me all about the rebrand and the relaunch, where did it come from and what have you guys got planned? Yeah, I joined six years ago and I have a background in employability. So I worked for seven years running employability programmes and a big part of that was self-employment. So that's because a lot of people ask me why I went from recruitment to running a library. So that's kind of the link. And I knew that, that we had such a great opportunity to kind of, you know, tailor our services and help more SMEs. However, at the time it was run more like a kind of, I guess, local library, community library, where we were open the doors to anybody that wanted to come in. They could have a computer, even if it wasn't for business use. And again, I talk about the City of London, it funds three community libraries already. So I felt very, very strongly that actually my centre needed to be a focused, targeted, dedicated service for small businesses. Um, So that's what we've been working on over the last six years to to try and kind of move away from that library approach where we have the doors open to everybody. And as I say, the services are still exactly the same as they were before. You, You know, there's still a lot of free support available. It's just that we're quite a small team and it means that I can target our support and help more startups. It basically that's that's what it's about. Yeah, definitely. And you know, what made you kind of go for that change? Have you seen such a an uprise or a surge in kind of like startups and small businesses and the need for this like data and the services that you've been kind of like supplying over the past well, six years for yourself? But yeah, has the organization seen a massive increase in startups over the past few years. Clearly the pandemic has kind of impacted us all, but I would say that we were planning to make these changes before the pandemic kind of hit us last year. So in 2018, we launched a new membership scheme, um, which looked at kind of, again, some of the other feedback I had from a lot of businesses. You know, everyone works so hard when you're starting a business or running a small business. You know, the thought of coming in to do desk research You know, a lot of entrepreneurs would say to me, I know it's important, Alex, but I just don't have the time. So the challenge for me was how do I make this data more accessible for them? How do I help them? Because my view is you can't make informed decisions about your business unless you've got reliable information to base that on. So in 2019, sorry, 18, we launched uh, our membership. So we have a free level membership 
which is called an access membership and people can access that data when we open our centre again in the 10th, on the 10th of May. People can come in and book an appointment and use all of our data for free. But we also have a remote access membership, which customers have to pay a subscription for, but it means that you get 24-7 access to a wide range of data. And that's been really useful because it's meant that entrepreneurs that are not London-based that perhaps couldn't travel to the centre can access the data. So that was one of the first big changes I made was how do we get, how do I get this data out there to help more people and to understand the challenges of entrepreneurs? So we were sort of planning a kind of stepped process to do the change anyway. And then the pandemic hit and we all sort of went out, ah, we've got work from home. What do we do? How do we do this? And we had to pivot super quick, just the same as so many other businesses have had to at the moment, so that we could help more startups. And since March last year, we've seen a massive increase in the inquiries that we're having about starting a business. And I think more people, perhaps they were furloughed or perhaps that, you know, unfortunately lost their job, had to look at other options that perhaps they wouldn't have considered. And maybe self-employment was one of those options for them. So... When the pandemic hit really hard last year, we did a lot of free business advice just to sort of get people off the ground and going. I think the pandemic has kind of helped me achieve what we wanted to achieve anyway. And it's allowed me to make some really quick decisions and move with pace with some of this, these changes that we wanted to make. Yeah, definitely. I mean, speaking to a, a number of businesses and startups, a lot of people have said like it's kind of excelled them or pushed them in a direction that they they needed anyways or they were going to do anyways. But it's just, yeah, kind of like egged them along. Obviously, you, you touched on there that you've seen an increase in like startups and, and people thinking of starting their own business. That was one of my key questions for you. You know, you must have seen a lot of businesses go through a lot in the past year or so and kind of come out the other side so have you seen some businesses kind of rebuild I know we've you've said you've seen some kind of start up brand new and an increase in that but have you seen a lot of businesses pivot like yourself or had to kind of rebuild and take a different direction and what trends have you seen over the past like 15 months or so for me I think it's all about digital skills and I think we've seen some businesses that perhaps didn't have a digital presence or it wasn't a priority for them. And I think that's kind of the the need to be digital for a lot of businesses has kind of increased. That's a priority. So we've partnered with quite a lot of different organisations to support SMEs with understanding, you know, how to get online, what, what sort of website they need. So I would say that's the biggest change for me. And I think the businesses that I've seen pivot super quick actually are seeing a positive response as a result of the pandemic and they're actually employing more staff and so that's really exciting but I guess the challenge for them is when we come out of lockdown how do they then pivot back again so I think for me I've seen that the SMEs that are agile and that can respond quickly seem to have survived more through this pandemic digital skills are the key for me yeah I mean we were kind of living in an ever-growing digital world anyways, weren't we? But yes. if, like you say, if you weren't digital or if you weren't adapting to be digital over this past year, it must be a, a real struggle. But 
it's really interesting that you say, obviously, when we kind of come out the other side, obviously, fingers crossed, the, the light is at the end of the tunnel, that they will have to kind of pivot back slightly, because although we are living in a society that is very digital, and if you haven't got an online presence, then how are you surviving? People still do want the other the other side of it as well, don't they? We're not We're not fully ready to go fully digital yet are we and yeah have you seen that in businesses as well I think it's really interesting because we were talking about doing some face-to-face events towards the end of this year and there is a lot of interest for that yeah so I think that face-to-face stuff is still super important so events or you know I've seen since um, shops have opened how busy uh, everyone's out and about I think they miss that human connection so I, I don't think that will ever go away so as we sort of move out of this last phase of lockdown it's about how can we pivot back to make sure we have the right balance and to be honest it's it's even for me and my center I, I just don't know how busy we're going to be you know in our physical space I don't know when we open on the 10th of May how comfortable people are going to feel about coming back I mean I think desk research is so important because then you've got us around my team around to help and support customers whereas that's harder to do remotely I think but we still we still do it but it's just going to be I think we're just going to have to take it step by step and like kind of keep reviewing it every few weeks to say what's appropriate what's right and I think that's the same for startups and, and SMEs too yeah Definitely. I couldn't agree more. And again, you did briefly touch on it saying that you guys had to pivot when the pandemic hit. But how has the the last year or so been for you guys? You know, obviously been through big changes with the the rebrand and pushing you. But yeah, was it was it a bit of a struggle to start with? Did you see like a decrease or an increase or? Yeah. So if I'm being honest, the first six weeks, I was like rabbit in headlights because I was so used to travelling up to the city five days a week and it all changed didn't it? and we were all having to work differently and then trying to get my head around Microsoft Teams and Zoom and how are we going to deliver webinars because all of our events were face-to-face. So we went through a steep learning curve. I did, hugely went through a steep learning curve with all of this technology. But within a sort of about six or seven weeks, I think we had a handle on what we needed to do and our webinars, for example, have just, the, the, the attendance that we have has gone through the roof because it's, we're helping people across the UK. So we've got people from Scotland joining and things and they're all free. So, and then even if you've got an access membership, which gives you access to all of our data for free inside the centre, we've been able to help customers remotely and, and email them data. So, you know, we've, Whilst I think desk research is important, we've been able to reach a much wider group of SMEs and, and startups that are kind of not just London-based. So we've seen in our membership, actually, um, SMEs outside of London joining us has, has gone really increased. I don't think they have access to this range of data, you know, elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. And you said that desk research is so important and obviously research is a large part the center I mean it's in your new title but you know from your point of view being like in the heart of it can you explain to me the importance of research for startups and small businesses and how it leads to success yes yeah, so I don't have a background in research as I said I worked in retail and then in recruitment so I came in I've got a great team of really experienced business librarians researchers but you know to be honest 
if I can get my head around the data, then anyone can. You know, I haven't got, a, I'm not a researcher. And I kind of say this to a lot of entrepreneurs. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be scared of it. Because I sort of feel like that, there is that kind of, they're worried about, will they be able to navigate around, you know, the platforms? How will they interpret the data? What does that mean for their business? And that's what my team are there for. You know, we're so approachable and we so want to help. So having us there to help is important. And as I say, I say to people, if I can do it, you can do it. So I think that's the first thing. The other thing I want to say about research is that everyone seems to think that you can just go online and do a Google search and find reliable information. And I can't tell you how many people have told me they've based their business plans on information that they found on Google. And we just don't know how reliable that data is. Wikipedia, you can edit yourself, can't you? Absolutely. You know, I just think for that extra little bit of effort for, for an SME or, or a, a startup just to come and join us, join the, you know, the, the centre and, and see what information we've got, you know that we... Because we do a lot of work to make sure that we are signing up to world-renowned databases that provide you know, a wide range of information, not just it's UK and global data. So, so we do that. That's our hard work to make sure that we're providing reliable information to our customers. So you, you can be rest assured that the information you get from us is reliable. And I really wouldn't Google. I really wouldn't. Um, so yeah, when you're writing a business plan, if you're a startup, it's so important that you come to us and get that, that data to understand your sector, your market, your competitors, all of those things. Um, because you just can't make decisions. And then again, when we talk about the pandemic, if you're pivoting your business and you're looking to do a different model, you would need to base that surely on some level of research. 100%, definitely. And you just touched on there, you said like briefly where you got the data from. I was going to say all the research and data you've got access to, where does that come from and how important is it, you know, that people know that they are getting it from a reliable source like yourselves and how, sorry, this is like five questions in one now. And um, how often do you update your data and research? Yeah, we, I mean, we're updating it all the time. And it, to, to be honest, you know, we're, we are a not-for-profit centre, so we work within a budget. Um, but what we do is we, we, we know what's important for our customers because we, we, we track our inquiries. Company data is by far the most popular data set that we, we seem to get asked for. And we've just added a new and relatively new database on called Bohurst. And that uh, database provider, we're the first kind of public facing service that they have allowed us to have access to their data which is really exciting so it would normally be like incubator spaces or or places like that would have that data now that's company data but what I love about Bohurst is that they also provide um, investor information so for people that are looking for sort of seed investment or investment they can actually search by sector can have a look and see who's investing right now and who's not, etc. So that's that's a recent one that we've added, just because we're asked a lot about how do I get investment, how do I you know finance my business. So that's one we've added recently. What I would also say some recent changes that have happened as well. So we have I mentioned the remote access membership that we have. I'm so grateful that two of our database providers recognise that we're all working remotely and working differently because of the pandemic. So we've added two more databases onto our remote access membership. So that's Statista, 
Statista's brilliant. It's got so much data on there and stats. It's really worth having a look at. And also our ALF database as well. So they've been added on remotely. And I think that's a significant change is that our remote access is increasing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounds like that's like a big thing for you guys having the the, the functionality now to kind of serve people that are outside London. Have you seen a massive increase in kind of like startups and small businesses that have started coming from around London? Because you just think of like London now and the startup scene. And I'm not saying that it's not like it obviously is a hub isn't it everyone knows it's it's like a european hub actually for startups especially like tech startups but yeah have you seen a massive increase of yes founders kind of starting up outside of london now as well yeah i mean that's our our, um remote sort of us having to become more remote has meant that we're more accessible across the uk but the majority of our members are still london based but we've definitely seen an increase and in fact, a colleague of mine, because we, we run training programs for um, startup programs and talk to entrepreneurs about the importance of research and why they should do it and then help them understand the data. And a colleague of mine ran a, a seminar for a group of entrepreneurs in Scotland. So, you know, it's definitely getting out there. You know, the priority for us is that we can help recover the city and London and then the rest of the UK. So that's our kind of priority. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you've um, researched a large chunk of you guys, and but it's not the only service that you provide. And you've obviously mentioned the, the remote functionality and you've touched on events as well and programmes. But tell me like everything that you guys provide and what people, when they join, like you offer them. Okay, so when I joined six years ago, we, offered, we were offering events, seminars, and uh, obviously the data. But I was asked, uh, when I was sort of working in the centre, a lot of people were asking me, look, I'm starting a business, I'm writing a business plan, where do I start? So I recognised that, you know, business advice was something that was really in great need. So I've got colleagues on my team that have um, completed their, their qualification to become business advisors. So we offer one-to-one business advice. At the moment, that's via Zoom, but that can become face-to-face as we kind of creep out of this lockdown. And that's startup advice. And um, yeah, so we, we just basically help people. And that doesn't need to be just one session. I mean, we had um, one customer that came for sort of eight or, or so sessions that was starting a business, becoming a personal trainer. So it's, you know, they can have as many sessions as possible. So we do one-to-one business advice, but also the, my team that are qualified business advisors do group webinars. So we will run a customer or a member through the whole journey. So to start with, we would have a, we have a session called Is Self-Employment For You? Because I think sometimes people have a sort of idealised view of what running a business is. And you've had this idea in your head Normally over Christmas, it's normally January where we get quite a lot of people inquiring and also after the school holidays when the kids have come back to school and you've got this idea in your head and you think, oh, I really want to run my own business. But actually, it's hard work. We know it's hard work. So I felt we felt it was important that we had that intro webinar to say this is what it's about. And this is what you need to think about. So what company structure do you want to have? You know, all those sorts of things. And a lot of customers say, that was very interesting. 
I'm not going to run a business, thank you very much. And others are like, no, I'm happy to move on. So we move on from there and we do some business planning. We've got some business planning webinars and I think it's a group of three. So you come to three of them. And we also have a session called Business Model Canvas. So that's how we help people really who are starting out on their kind of business planning journey. Um, Business Model Canvas is one of our favourites and it really helps people think about what the core parts of their business is going to be. So so we run those in a group session and then we also do one-to-one business advice. So that's the main thing that we've introduced since I've been there is just having that added value for our customers that are coming in to do their research, but we can also help them with their business plans too. Yeah. No, I I knew obviously you were more than a centre, but like I think it's amazing all all the different kind of services that you do offer. And I love that you do actually sit people down and say, you know, this is what's in the long haul. Are you sure? Because not many people do that. You you know, you have this idea, like you say, a lot a lot of people probably at certain times of the year are like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. And there's lots of just different like programs and organisations out there that are like, this is how to run a business. This is what you need to do. But both of us working kind of in the industry know that it's not for everyone. It's like, I couldn't run a business. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it does take a certain person to, to, to take it and run with it. So, yeah, I love that. That's incredible. I also think just I've seen people that are sort of a year in to starting a business and you can see that they're, they haven't put the work in, they haven't prepped, they haven't researched, they haven't, you know, really delved deep into their business idea and they're struggling. So, you know, it would, for me, it's about trying to get people as soon as we can to say, is this the right path for you? If it is brilliant, we'll help you. If it's not, good luck, hope you, you know. So I think uh, I'd rather do it that way than see, you know, I, I see people coming in and it's a struggle. You know, they've been running a business and they haven't set it up right. And in most cases, they're just going to have to start again. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like you say, obviously, this is what we've kind of talking about throughout, but like research is, it's just essential, isn't it? And But when people have this idea that they're going to start a business, I bet nine times out of 10, they haven't thought about doing research because it's not, you know, starting your own business is quite glamorous, isn't it? Like, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to do this. I'm going to hire some people. No one ever thinks, oh, I need to do some research. But like, that is literally step one. Like, it's so important. It really is. I'll I'll give you a sort of an example of a customer I spoke to. So I was at a networking event and um, this lady was talking to me about how she's going to start a vitamin business and she was going to import the vitamins and she was going to, she'd booked a flight and she was going to Africa to bring, import these particular vitamins over to the UK. So I said, oh, okay, great. So have you, do you understand what the vitamin market in the UK is like? Is it saturated? Who are your competitors? You know, what, what, where is your niche going to be with these vitamins? That's those sorts of questions. And her face just dropped and sort of the colour drained out of it. Because I said, why are you booking a flight to Africa if you don't know it's going to pay off? You know, I use that example quite a lot. And I think she was like, oh, goodness, you're right. So before you start investing any of your own money or anyone else's money that you might have to pay back in the future, just stop. I mean, I would say you're going to need to do, you know, a couple of months of that groundwork before you really kickstart your business. Just really understand through our data what the market trends are in your sector 
um, what the opportunities are. So just do a SWOT analysis, you know, just sit down and really delve deep. And I know that that's the boring bit of starting a business, but it's the essential bit. If you want your business to survive and be successful and then, you know, then start. And if you want to then book a flight to get vitamins from Africa, then do it. But at least understand your market in at first before you do it. So hopefully that kind of illustrates what I'm trying to say. A hundred percent. Like like you say, so many people must have so many ideas and then just sitting down and doing a little bit of research, that, that business may already exist. Like there must be hundreds of businesses out there that obviously are all competing and yeah and it's about understanding where you sit within that sector so are you going to compete on price or you know is it your uh, point of difference service what is it what is it that's going to be different about your business and having that understanding at the start is really important I think yeah definitely well we're coming to an end but I'm not quite finished people that listening may think this is for me but how do people get involved and I know you kind of have mentioned the memberships but maybe it's worth just talking through the different options and memberships that people can get okay so we are kind of transitioning at the moment as you know so our center will uh, the, the name will change on the 4th of May yeah. so if it's before the 4th of May, then you need to Google City Business Library. But after that date, um, we'll be the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre. So everything is on our website. All the information is there. It explains the different membership that I've talked about. So if people are unsure, then just, just drop us an email or give us a call and we'll talk people through what we think the right membership is for them. If you're sort of not based in London then I think the, the, the remote access membership would be probably the best one for you. We have a, a monthly payment plan for that as well, just to help startups, you know, because recognising that cash flow might be a problem when you're starting. So we have a monthly payment option for that too. And that works out about um, just under £19 a month. So that's just like a couple of trips to get a cup of coffee, isn't it? When you think about it. Um, and also if you're outside of London you'd have to pay for a train ticket to come in anyway so so I would suggest that if you're outside of London if you but if you wanted to and if you were in London anyway for a meeting book an appointment with us when we open on the 10th of May and we'll show you the data and then you can make some decisions then about which one you want to to go for but the access membership is free and you can sign up for that and then on the 10th of May um, when we open our centre, you can book an appointment with us. We are slightly lower numbers than we would have before because of COVID. So we're doing everything socially distanced and in line with all government requirements just to reassure people. But, you know, book an appointment and then come and do some desk research and we can help you. And I think use us to he- to help them interpret the data. So it's all well and good getting the information, but it's then interpreting that to make informed decisions about your business. And that's what we can help with too. Definitely. I mean, you guys sound like such an amazing tool that startups like literally need in their lives. And I kind of wanted to end it on that kind of like high note. So I wanted to touch on kind of like the authenticity of what you guys do and how there's no ulterior motive. You guys aren't commercial and you just want to help people and provide that service that can really help these small businesses and startups. And I think you've portrayed that amazingly, Alex. So... How would you sum yourselves up, the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre, in one phrase? Yeah, so as as you say, we have no agenda. So I'm not commercial. I don't make any money from this. This is about me helping as many businesses as possible. 
And if we haven't got the tools or the information that that business needs, we will refer somebody on. So, you know, we're not precious about that. We will just, all we want is for people to be successful. And we will signpost people to all sorts of different provision if we think it's helpful for them. So yeah, we, we're just quite passionate. I mean, the team are so passionate, I can't tell you, about, about the data and about helping people start and grow a business. And it's just, you know, it's just kind of, for me, it's kind of a no-brainer. And I think some of the problems that we have, as many not-for-profit organisations have, is we don't have a huge marketing budget. So I can't sort of do big campaigns all over the UK. But the people that come to us, we get such good feedback. You know, wish I'd found, you know, the centre before, that sort of comment. So, yeah. Any questions that they have, we can we can answer them if they if they contact us. Definitely, and like yeah, like I say, honestly, for everyone listening to this, for the startup magazine audience, you guys are perfect. So, yes, tenth of May, go check these guys out. The big brand brand new reopening. I'm so excited for you, and yeah, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. To find out more about the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre, please visit the City of London Corporation's website and simply search for Small Business Research. And then you can find out more about the changes to the Small Business Research and Enterprise Centre and what support is available for startups and SMEs. Serial Entrepreneur.